Welcome back, my voyeurs of the mind, to episode 9 of Better Call Paul. Yeah, you guessed it. I'm in a pretty good mood. Um, that would be because uh, various things, really. Um, getting my life sorted out, really. Um, so, you probably, with any luck, have just heard my new theme tune, because I thought, you know, I'm gonna brand a little bit. I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be a, if I'm gonna stand a chance of, of uh, doing something with my music, I should at least make some individual sounding stuff. So, that's my brand new theme tune. I'm not sure yet, because I haven't written it yet or recorded it, but, it might be something completely original, or it might just be an excerpt from something else that I've done as a teaser of uh, some production music that will be coming up at some point. Um, so why am I in such a good mood? Um, well, you'll have heard now, well, in the last episode of this podcast, you'll have heard uh, that this is going down to fortnightly. Uh, because of that, I haven't actually spoken to you in my life. My life! for quite a few days. Um, it is today, the 1st of May. It is a Wednesday. Um, I'm on my way into Aberdeen to pick up my daughter from college. She keeps getting spontaneous nosebleeds, uh, which is a bit of a worry. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into the doctors, get that sorted out. Um, but in general, I have been doing my calm sessions three times a day, just 10 minutes at a time. Um, a lot more centered, a lot more focused. Uh, choir is going really well. I'm noticing a difference actually from that mindfulness that I've been practicing with my Calm app. Um, a difference in my concentration levels and my focus and my ability to not be flitting all over the place. Uh, I don't know whether or not you're noticing this, but I've got a feeling that my sentences and thought processes are maybe a little more coherent than they used to be. I'm hoping that maybe I'm not like switching subject halfway through sentences anymore. Um, that's what it seems to be like to me. Uh, so it might be a bit easier for you to listen to, which is always a good thing when you're doing a podcast, I suppose. Um, so yeah, over the weekend, I went to, well, the, there we go, swap stuttered sentence straight away after I've just said that. I mean, for fuck's sake. What the fuck? I've got, I've got lots to say. Because I've got a fortnight now, I haven't been trying to record every time I go out in the car to a rehearsal. So I'm actually, uh, you know, it's Wednesday now. I haven't actually recorded yet this week. Normally I would have sp spoken to you on a Monday or Tuesday night after choir because I'm trying to cobble together enough, en enough clips to make a decent episode out of. Which of course means that I'll be coming up with all sorts of bullshit and trying too hard, basically. But I'm speaking to you now because I've missed you. Have you missed me? That sounded well camp. Who cares? Anyway, uh, yeah, cheers to Simon Isbell for giving me a mention on his uh, Simon Says Pod podcast, episode two. He was very kind about my regrets episode. Um, yeah, it was it was quite a difficult decision to put that one out. Um, 
and it kind of I decided to do it simply because um, I found it really helpful listening back to it myself um, sometimes I mean that that process of talking things through it's a weird one if you're recording it as a podcast because I know in general um, they reckon that talking your problems talking through your problems is is really good and therapeutic but it's a weird one listening to yourself talking through your problems because you do you do tend to kind of see those problems in the uh, no let me get this right the third person so you're kind of listening to it as if you're listening to a friend telling you about their problems and it gives you a little bit of a different perspective and possibly um, a bit of permission to be kind of kinder to yourself, you know? Give yourself a bit of, and I'd never get these the right way around, objective advice? I think that's right, objective. Anyway, uh, yeah, so thanks, Simon. I'm sure we'll be on podcasts to get together. We, we did actually share a, uh, a discussion on the Pop After Dark um, endgame review, second review, um, with... Nick and Y2 and Theo um, I'm really sorry to those who might have listened to that that you couldn't hear Theo that I know I I pride myself on the quality of the audio that I try to produce it wasn't my fault well it was my fault but it, it wasn't my fault in terms of setting up the equipment and stuff it, it, we've narrowed it down. It must have been a, a, an issue with the audio routing in Skype because we recorded all of the audio fine at our end. So there was nothing wrong with the microphone, nothing wrong with the cable, which is always a good thing because they're the expensive bits. Um, so we'll have that fixed for future if me and Theo are on at the same time. Um, so where's my mind going next? Uh, yeah, I've been doing that calming thing. I'm on my second full week of gym sessions. I'm also including them in, I've decided to take my daughter's advice on, um, what do you call it? Yeah, I'll have mentioned that I've got a to-do list. Well, a to-do list is great and all good and fine, but you, you if you just keep adding things to your to-do list, you end up with a really fucking long to-do list and half of it gets kind of left behind. So without some kind of plan to back up how to execute those tasks, um, it, it, I suppose it can be counterproductive and actually make things worse. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break and be a, be a, stop being such a shitty boss. Because essentially I am my own boss, but literally, because my work is set up in the form of a limited company for all sorts of financial reasons um, the the legal uh, sort of state of it is that I'm the owner of the business I'm the boss but I'm also an employee of that business so I am literally my own boss so I'm going to treat myself as an employee and using that sort of third party kind of uh, logic of being kind to my employees I'm I've been I, I had a quick I had a look at because um, I'm trying to plan my sort of work week and work sessions and stuff like that and be uh, productive but also realistic so that I've still got time to do all the other stuff that I want to do like watching films and doing the housework well yeah I mean I suppose I do want to do it simply because 
if I don't, somebody else has to. And well, I don't know. I'm rambling, rambling. Anyway, long and short of it is, uh, I'm giving myself a 40 hour work week because all the research from what I've seen online, um, different tests and, and, and scientific studies have shown that once you start going up above that, you tend not to see the benefits really. Um, certainly when you go up above 50 hours a week, you uh, you lose productivity, but that's all sorts of things where I think France tried going down to 35 hour a week from 40 and only, um, and, and didn't see a drop in productivity at all. Um, and I did also see that there was a, the results of what happened in the 70s when there, were, there must have been an energy crisis or something. The UK um, temporarily reduced um, the working week for the populace down to a three-day week uh, from a five-day week. And there was only something like a 6% reduction in productivity. So, you know, all of these studies into that, it makes me think, well, fucking hell, get your life together and, and start relaxing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm planning my work week out. Uh, I'm including my gym sessions of an hour a day, five times a week in that because I'm not a sporty person. I do enjoy my sessions at the gym, but to be honest, one of the main practical reasons for doing it is, yes, there are health benefits, mental and physical, but uh, at the weekends when I'm doing band gigs, especially, I have to lug around a lot of heavy equipment. And I've, you know, in the past when I've not been uh, as fit as I should be, I have actually laid had myself laid up for a week with a done in back just from bending over in the garden so uh yeah so it's important for me to look after that so i see that as part of a of a, a business kind of maintenance kind of thing because if i if i can't lift heavy equipment safely then i'll be fucked fucked anyway so that's five weeks got uh, five weeks five hours a week gone before i start um and then I've always, I mean, you know, as a musician, I'm, I, I kind of, talent-wise and, and skills-wise, I've scraped by for as long as I can remember with as little practice as possible, simply because uh, my time has not been organized. But in actual fact, I'm actually m most on top of my own mental state and everything else when I am practicing regularly, which, uh, really, I think being realistic, obviously the more you do the better to a point, but uh, a realistic amount for getting other things done as well would be an hour of each a day. So an hour on the trumpet and an hour on keyboard. Um, to be honest, if I can do that, my playing will improve exponentially. Um, and to make it a, a solid concentrated hour, you know, the whole idea of, of working out these work sessions is to do realistic lengths, not to sit there and bash my head against a wall for three hours at a time and think I should be getting shitloads done and I'm not I'm not getting anything done because, you know, you just end up stressed and you end up getting less done and it's poorer quality. So so policing myself, giving, give, making myself take responsible, sensible breaks. So anyway, um, my Monday night choir 
is three hours, including the travel time. And I have to include the travel time simply because, you know, I mean, in a few weeks time, I think we've got a gig down in Fife and there's no way I'm going to put that down as five hours of work when I'm going to be out pretty much all day um, because of the travel. And so the travel time is included three hours on a Monday night for choir, four hours on a Tuesday night for my other choir. So that's, um, yeah, what is that then? That's, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, I had it all down in a notebook and I figured it out, you know, what I can afford to do on different days. And and it's a manageable amount, you know. I'm, I'm finding that it might not seem like much when you say it like this, but, you know, five or six hours of work a day is, fine you know I can cope with that and I'll probably get that's actually more than I end up doing normally when I'm just trying to work as much as I can with the free time I've got because I'm just so stressed so um, but bear in mind when I say five or six hours a day that's not five days a week that's seven days a week um, on average um, I'm making that uh, as much as possible I'm going to make that so that I'd never do more than seven hours in a day and where I can I'll probably try and have days off if I can work those hours into the other days but there's things like you know Wednesday and Thursday next week because I'm pretty much a carer for the entire family um, you know there's a couple of appointments that I need to take Suzanne to um, which will mean that there's less hours available that week so just the 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 process of sitting down and planning out the week and putting my kind of budgeting into a time slot and, and getting getting the admin sort of assigned to a, a work hour and stuff like that, you know, it's just, just getting my head organised. So I'm not constantly fucking worried about it and finding everything a, a struggle like I was talking about in episode seven. So yeah, things are good. This is, this is going to end up being a really long episode. I don't know what the music's going to be at the end of it. You will get a bit of music at the end of it. I'm going to fuck off now. Uh, quickly, though, this week, this is the first week of my two-week uh, rant, if you like. Um, I'm, taking, I'm taking the time. I'm not, like, putting myself into that 40-hour work week regime until starting on Sunday. Um, and the reason behind that is because if you've listened to any of our other like the Breaking Bollocks podcast and or the Bollocks Report or watch any of our gaming videos on the Breaking Dead official channel um, you'll already know from the announcement that we put out that that the publishing schedule for that has been pulled back as well um, because over the last year and a half I've literally been doing way too much of that and not enough of my job if you like so you know it's been procrastination um, but now I can afford to put that into the, the spare time in between work sessions and, and after work sessions and, you know, make it what it should be, which is a hobby. I mean, you know, great if we end up making money at it, brilliant. But really, we're doing it for the fun. Um, music, I do, yes, for the fun and the fulfillment, but it's as, uh, you know, it's as much about the money that, because um, that's, you know, that's my job. That's what I need to, to that's that's the thing that I that I'm best at, so that's why I have to do to earn money. Anyway, I'm going to be there soon, so I'm going to just say rest of the week. I'm going to try and fit in Ant Man today, Ant Man and the Wasp tomorrow, Friday evening. Um, watching Infinity War again on Sky, and then on Saturday, me and Theo are going back into Sony World to watch Avengers End Game 
in 3D 40X, which yes, it's probably going to be a big ordeal, but yeah, this is why I'm in such a good mood because things are getting sorted and I'm going to shut up now and speak to you again when I feel like it. Look forward to it. Ta-ta for now. Hey up! Tuesday 7th of May. It's been a while, again, and it's nice to be back talking to you once more. Just thought I'd have a bit of a catch-up. Um, yeah, things are continuing to improve in all sorts of ways. Um, I'm on my first week of fully organised, if you like, um, with me to-do list and, and my work hours log and, and all of that. And, uh, and it's going quite well. I've done quite a lot of work so far this week and I've also had enough time to relax in between and I'm feeling good. I'm kind of, um, at the moment, uh, trying to decide what I'm going to put on for you music-wise at the end of the episode. As I say, these first few it's just going to be some back catalogue stuff um, but I'm feeling very much in touch with my inner self once more which has been many many years since I've felt that way um, so the meditation bit the car map is working it's doing its job um, but yeah as I was saying uh, music what am I going to put on I think this week I'll go for something a little bit different and it'll be something instrumental. I'll tell you what, I'll decide before Saturday, because Saturday is my uh, next gig. My gig with the band, another wedding, and uh, between now and then, it's, I don't think I'm going to finish it, but I've got, I've got more and more programming to do. Uh, I'm making a lot of progress. I have then got just six days before my first rehearsal with the almighty Crossfire Band, um, in which to get as much of their set list programmed as I possibly can. And then following that, I'll have two days to get the keyboards programmed for the entire show of Hairspray for which my first band call is a week on Sunday. So the shit's about to hit the fan, but I'm, I'm feeling mentally prepared. Things are kind of, I'm not too, um, it's, I, it's weird. I feel organized for the first time in years and it's, it feels very odd. Um, anyway, yeah, just a quick, explanation of what I'm talking about when I say about being in touch with my inner self. Uh, it's kind of a bit deep and I wouldn't say new agey but it's going back in time a bit. I, as I may have mentioned before, had a religious upbringing and as part of that um, I was very, very used to um, the, the concept of kind of talking to a voice on the inside, if you know what I mean. I mean, religion calls it God and hijacks it, but it's, it's fucking, it's me, you know? I, I think the biggest problem that I've had over the last half of my life has been finding a way to 
live with my new um, beliefs, if you like, or, or philosophy um, as an atheist, as a humanist, um, without losing myself. Because when I say about religion hijacking your identity, I suppose, on the inside, everybody's got like an inner self, if you like, a, a, a real them, you know, that, that you spend a lot of time on the surface just kind of or in different layers of your psyche, I suppose, if you're you know, just like being and behaving in particular ways. But, you know, when you, when you just kind of shut down and, and have, a, have a bit of a, have a word with yourself, as it were, you're talking to the real kind of inner you, you know. And what pissed me off, I think, and what I'm quite excited about right now, is I think over the last few days, over the last week, been doing this kind of mindfulness stuff I've been kind of um, a little bit hesitant to get too kind of familiar with and pally with this voice on the inside because I just I just realized that by denying the existence of God and the very fact that, for my entire childhood, that inner voice, I'd, I'd been trained to think of it as God. When, when you then decide that you don't believe in God, it's very difficult to listen to that voice anymore because I don't know, it's, it's difficult to describe, but I suppose really it's about semantics. Um, but because I didn't believe in God anymore, I stopped talking to that voice on the inside because I didn't think it existed um, anymore. I didn't believe in it anymore. But the fact is, that voice was always there. It was just... I was told that was God and you know for the first time in decades now really I'm really getting back in touch with that voice on the inside and it's fan-fucking-tastic it's like coming back to like you, you well it's better than coming back to you visiting you to being with your your best friend because it is being you you know it's it's like it's like I've been in prison for years simply because some fucker decided to tell me that that voice on the inside was God. And then that to me is a trap because you then decide you don't believe in God. Suddenly you can't talk to that voice on the inside anymore and you're shutting yourself off from the real you, you know? So, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm back, motherfuckers. Um, and I'm loving it. So, with any luck, I mean, this is the biggest change I think I've ever made since becoming an atheist. And it's been, it's been a struggle. But I don't think it's going to be that kind of struggle anymore. You know? It's... Uh, it's it's just being your fucking self, you know?
Anyway, I've got no idea what I'm rambling on about. Um, <laughs> fucking nutter. Fucking nutter, that's what he is. He's a fucking nutter. I'm going to go now, and I shall speak to you again on Saturday. May you be in a funny voice. I blame Craig. I've just been listening to my bench with somebody from Toddington and Lord Luke Rowe. Um, it's a it's a great podcast. It's very. Uh, I just find myself thinking, "What the fuck?" Most of the time, but that's fine. I've no idea whether any of this is going to. As always, I've no idea whether any of this is going to make it into an episode because I've got no idea whether it makes any sense. But that probably means, based on past experience, that it is. And um, oh, I better, I better fuck off because Billy Fingers will be on the phone to me again, thinking I've gone fucking nuts. I'm all right, Billy. I'm going now. Well, it's been a while. I uh, I was just trying to listen to the last uh, clip recording that I did because I it, uh, I couldn't really remember when it was. I do remember going on about blaming religion for a lot of shit. <clears throat> Things have moved on a bit since then. Um, uh, it is now the... Oh, fucking hell. It's the 11th, yeah. Saturday the 11th of May. Um, and... I thought, because this is going to be, I'm going to be editing this tomorrow, putting it out either tomorrow or Monday, um, that I better put some more shit in for you. Um, so, <clears throat> I'm a bit further down the line with sorting things out now. Uh, getting into just a different way of life, really. Just kind of um, just being in the now and, and just getting on with things. Uh, I've, I've done a week of uh, tracking my work hours. Um, so, so from Sunday to Saturday, I've got a new regime going. I can't remember if I've said this to you before, but <clears throat> I was reading a bit about sensible work hours, and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to start. I'm going to start tracking it, and, and kind of because apart from anything else, if I know what my work sessions are planned. Um, as how, how much work I expect myself to do and then just log it and just do it the rest of the time I can switch the fuck off and it's been working um, one thing I did find I think in the past I've maybe underestimated how much I've been working because I sat down to do my sort of budgeting admin the other morning um, <clears throat> which Normally, I would think to myself, oh, I'll just quickly do this after breakfast before I start on, you know, before I go to the gym or start on something else. And think of it as maybe a, I don't know, 15, 20 minute thing. An hour and a quarter. And that wasn't even a big admin session. So I've got a feeling, um, in some ways, I'm, I, I mean, I, I, I do get the sense that after this week of, of um, monitoring my work hours, that I'm perhaps effectively getting on to, to actually doing more focused uh, productive work sessions for longer than I have in the past. But simply because I am focused, you know, I know when I sit down, right, I've got another two hours to do today, so I'll do it now or have a 
bit of a break and do another hour. And then that's it, fucking switch off, go and watch a film, watch TV, Netflix, anything. But I can do it knowing that even if there's shit still to do, because there'll always be shit still to do. You know, anybody who runs their own business will know there's always something you can find for yourself. And the, one of the hardest things to, to do is actually to stop working um, because, you you know, you you don't have anyone else to answer to. So, so anyway, yeah, <clears throat> 40 hours a week I'm putting myself on. Uh, that includes... Um, stuff that I wouldn't necessarily have counted as work before, but it fucking well is. And I've got a dirty mouth, haven't I? Using the F word all the time. Oh well, fuck it. Anyway, um, yeah, trying not to do more than seven hours a day. Um, and that might, you know, that might not seem like excessive to anyone who does typical sort of eight hour days, but I mean, that, that is actual work. It's not including breaks. And the other thing is, you know, if you, if you think about that in terms of Monday to Friday, very often, as with this week, um, you know, I've got a seven hour session tonight uh, on a Saturday. So basically I sit down on the Sunday at the start of the Sunday to Saturday week and work out what hours I've already got taken up with gigs and rehearsals. So that's three hours on a Monday night, four hours on a Tuesday night with my two choirs. That's seven hours gone already. This week that I've just that I'm just finishing, as I say, there's seven hours tonight, which is a, a gig a gig with the wedding band. So that's 14 hours done. That leaves me with 26. Now under ideal circumstances, under normal circumstances, once this all settles down and I've caught up with all my programming and shit. I will be um, planning on doing a couple of hours practice a day, uh, an hour on trumpet and an hour on piano. Um, so that'll be another 14 hours gone, which leaves me with 12 hours to put in admin, um, podcast editing, <laughs> um, and <clears throat> writing and recording some music, basically. And uh, to be honest, anything other than that is going to be a bit difficult to squeeze in. Once you start tracking how much time you've got and how much you use, you begin to realise, fucking hell, I, I, I was trying to do way too much. So, yeah. So it's been good this week. I've done over my 40 hours, actually. I've done 41. I mean, I'm setting it at 40 hours because, the, you know, the, the, the research shows that working much more than that is counterproductive. Um, and you actually end up getting less done if you go over 50 hours a week um, and you know you've got to be in the right frame of mind when it comes to actually writing and recording music I'm going to have to be in the right mental space to, to do that because you've got to you've got to be centred you know you've got to be focused you've got to be able to be still if you like and, and listen because that is the essence of writing music. It's it's a difficult process to describe, but for me, it's really like taking dictation. Um, you know, you, you I'd, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the subconscious and the conscious mind and stuff like that um, with the meditating I've been doing. And, and to be honest, 
I think all of the music that I take in is what you might refer to as influences. Um, and that all gets stored in the brain somewhere. Um, and if you, if you are still, if you're quiet and you, you concentrate and focus, you can hear music on the inside. Um, and if you're focused and concentrated enough, you can, you can write that down or you can, you can let it flow through you and, and be, um, you know, let it, let it out into the world and, and trust that it's going to be, um, you basically, you know, not be worried about whether or not it's going to be successful or whether or not other people are going to like it. At the end of the day, if it comes from you, from inside of you, it's the best you can offer, you know? So that's, that's going to be my end kind of goal, I suppose. Anyway, today, I, uh, because I'd done my 40, well, I'd done 30, 34 hours work for the week, but I knew I was getting another seven in tonight. So I, uh, I'm disciplining myself to actually take breaks. Um, so today I took my daughter into her, uh, drama class because she's got a show coming up. Oh yeah. Um, the nosebleeds thing that I mentioned earlier on, she's, uh, been to the doctors and, and we, they think it might be something to do with some kind of hay fever. She's got a bit of a swollen nose, so she's got some spray and stuff. And hopefully that'll be all it is. Um, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Took her in to her theater class cause she's got a show coming up in a couple of weeks, few weeks time. And, uh, because they've had like extended rehearsals with their show coming up. Um, I had a choice. Um, I could either, she, she's staying at a friend's house tonight because the trains are fucking useless still up here. It's all replacement buses still. So she's staying at a friend's in Aberdeen. So I could have gone home for the day, but I thought to myself, you know, if I, if I go home, what am I going to do? I'm gonna either sit and watch stuff and think I should be working, or I'm gonna try and work, which I shouldn't be doing. I should be. So I, I took I took the opportunity to go to the cinema, see a couple of films. Bit of a mindless day. Went to, went to see uh, a couple of kids' films, The Missing Link and um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which both of them were some. Well. I was kind of expecting Missing Link to be quite good anyway, because the reviews have been quite good, um, and it was. If you, you know, if you know, if you go into it in the right frame of mind, which I always try to do with films, you know, knowing that it's it's basically a kids' animation film. Obviously, there are some kind of moments that are there for the adults, and it's pretty good, yeah. Um, but Pokemon Detective Pikachu, I. I'd seen the trailer, and the first time I saw the trailer, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I thought, oh, this could be quite funny. Um, since then, I've seen the trailer again, and, and I've thought, actually, it could also be really shit and annoying. Um, but I'm pleased to say, going to see it today, um, going in without massively high expectations, it, it was pretty good. It was funny. Um, it, was, it was a bit surreal. I mean, somebody was... I mean, they were flying magic mushrooms at one point, so that kind of gives you an idea of what kind of mindset you've got to be in to, to appreciate it. But it, yeah, it was, it was good. It was funny. 
anyway, other thing. Um, the first sort of main episode of um, that Kevin Smith View Askew Review podcast has come out, which features my outro tune. And thank you very much, Craig, for the mention. I'm not so sure about the boss bit, but certainly not Bruce Springsteen, anyway. Um, we had a thing at the cinema where anyone who'd been a projection manager, even my old boss who was try again. Even my old boss who was my projection manager when I was just a projectionist, um, we both call each other chief. Just I don't know, it's, it's I think it's a bit like that kind of if you've ever been a president, you always get called Mr. President. There's a thing like that in projection. If you've ever been a projection manager, you just tend to call each other chief. But you I'm not making suggestions, I just thought it was fucking funny that you called me boss for some reason and no fucking idea why because anyway um, that's self-deprecation for you um, yeah I was, I was in two minds about whether to put all that stuff about religion and God clip out but I'm going to fucking put it out anyway because part of what I've been working on on my um, progress towards mental balance is, is uh, self-acceptance and, and non-critical um non-self-critical kind of stance, you know. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I was feeling at that time, so that that's what's going to go out. Uh, I think it was pretty good beat anyway, so um, I'm, I think I've moved on a little bit since then in that I'm a, a bit less kind of likely now to, to be looking for some something to blame for anything because it's like, well, what is there to blame for? I've had problems, everyone has problems, so what? Just get on with it, just fucking stop worrying about the future so much, stop worrying about the past so much, just get on with living your life. And that's in a complete, but also observe the fact that you're kind of saying that to yourself and, and just kind of just fucking enjoy yourself, you know, that's what it's about. Anyway, uh, yeah, so flash forward a little bit. I've got a fucking hell, I've got a busy week, uh, a busy month coming, oh, it's, it's, just, it's all about to, sh- this shit's all about to hit the fan, this is why I need this work log and this to-do list and, and everything organised, and my calm sessions every day, is uh, programming galore, I've got my first rehearsal with Crossfire next Thursday, I'll give you a chat when we get towards that, and uh, then I'll be working towards, oh yeah, I'll get I've got my music sort of a hairspray, which the band called for that's next Sunday. It's all it's all kicking off. I might have another show in the book actually for November, which means November, typically November, for some reason, typically November, March, and potentially June seem to be the busy times for shows. I remember a couple of years ago doing three on the trot. So basically I wasn't home um, from uh, mid tea time, sort of five, six o'clock until 11 o'clock at night for more than three weeks because I had, what shows was it? There was uh, Bad Girls the Musical. As soon as that finished, I was straight into, and when I say straight into, I mean, you finish the Saturday night of one show and then the next day, the Sunday, you're in for the band call or the all day tech rehearsal or the dress rehearsal for the next one and then it opens on the Monday or the Tuesday. So literally not a day off for three weeks. I was straight from Bad Girls and Musical into Flashdance, which was great fun. Um, and on the last night of Flashdance, I ended up staying out half of the night getting pissed because 
the after show party went off to a club. I remember going to a, a staying at a, a, a Premier Inn or a Travel Lodge, I can't remember which it was, uh, overnight on the Saturday and then being straight into the band call for Jekyll and Hyde on the Sunday. Anyway, that was fucking two years ago. We're in the now. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be giving you some more backstories. They'll be less in the form of regrets or boasting about misdemeanors. It'll just be so you can get to know me a bit more. I'm not going to be looking at shit as, oh, this fucked my life up, or wasn't I a fucking lad or anything like that it's just backstory so i'll be giving you that at some point but to be honest i'm having trouble remembering what i've already told you so if i do end up doubling up i'm sorry deal with it um i'm gonna fuck off now and i will leave you with my next offering from my back catalogue of production music you will uh probably well you will definitely recognize this it's my arrangement of a very famous classical piece i'm giving you the slightly shorter edit because the original of this does have the full version um, as originally written for orchestra um, with uh, a whole repeated section which is about four or five minutes long so um, this there is a full length version of this as well I'm gonna start putting links in the descriptions for these things um, to my audio jungle profile portfolio where you can purchase a license if you wish to use it in whatever project you, you would like to from personal kind of websites adverts podcasts through to worldwide films if you want they're different prices for different licenses um, so this one was something i did a few uh, a few years ago called I can't even remember what it's called. It's either Beethoven 5 on the rocks or Beethoven's 5th on the rocks. Enjoy.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.